Blog Talk Radio. Mm. PLM, baby. It's me, spontaneous. As I look at the world, it's beautiful. But what's been going on within the last few years has been extremely disturbing to me, especially in my country of the USA. I just want to thank all the amazing people worldwide who do great and amazing things for this planet and for people. Millions of people will hear today my radio show. Some of the most amazing men will be the guests speaking on what's happening in their communities and how we can make the future better without smacking the shit out of player haters and people who envy great people who've been making a difference in this world. Hawk, rest in peace. I miss you, baby. Nixie, rest in peace. Two real kings. We love you always. Thug life forever. PLM baby forever. These various rappers are so hilarious. We'll put the mic down, but y'all ain't qualified to carry this, y'all. Tracks are garbage, your balls are miscellaneous. So, so when you join out my car, was spontaneous. Spontaneous, 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 spontaneous. Oh, shit, I got you feeling nervous on purpose. I love bringing that shit right at you, door to door service. Instantaneous, you would still get your shit done. Only spontaneous, spontaneous. All aboard the Spontaneous Express. Nevertheless, always the more. From the pool table to the kitchen floor. Next stop is Z5. Luda! 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 Going out like that.
nation. This is anti-hesitation. It's a real nigga celebration. It's a dime block declaration. 59th and 5th Ave. Granny <laughs> My nigga, this is dedication. This is anti-hesitation. It's a real nigga celebration. It's a dime block declaration. 59th and 5th Ave. Granny <laughs> My nigga, this is dedication. And welcome once again. You know... I always have so much I want to add at the top of the show, but I'm like a horse trying to buck out of the like front here. <laughs> but welcome once again to this PLM radio exclusive from PLM in Chicago. If you don't know by now, I am LeVar. So glad that all of you are listening worldwide, and I am so amazed at all of the love that we've gotten since our last roundtable, and I know that you are also going to love tonight's roundtable discussion here. And... I invite all of you to really express your thoughts on Twitter using the hashtag PLM Roundtable. Uh, this is a series of our PLM special roundtable discussions for Better 2020. And as I stated, you know, while this or these shows, uh, we hope that they are eye openers to all of you uh, on issues that have been plaguing our cities, America itself, you know, it's one big neighborhood. And uh, we continue to think about those who have suffered violence by way of the shootings in Texas and Ohio. And also, uh, while we're on that, uh, for all of our folks who are listening, you know, we're sending out our love for those who suffered uh, catastrophic damages in the wake of uh, Hurricane Dorian uh, over the last few days, especially in the Bahamas. Um, we're definitely praying for all of you guys. And uh, while I'm on the issue of shout outs i'd like to give a huge shout out to our boss spontaneous who i know is listening tonight and who i know is grinning from ear to ear because her eagles won today uh, sorry fx uh, <laughs> yeah don't remind me don't remind me uh, the, 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 i'm not, not going to go into that tonight that's, that's, that's a different show for a different time uh, I am uh, happy tonight uh, as my co-host And you heard his voice just now, uh, DJ FX He is here, how are you, sir? Oh, uh, well, I would be better had my skins won tonight But like I said, that's for another show That's for another show That'll be a PLM roundtable for a better NFL team to win games That's hashtag if you want to use that uh, but I am doing outstanding, uh, definitely great uh, to be a part of this. I'd like to thank you uh, for allowing me to be a part of this uh, and definitely must give a huge thank you, huge thank you uh, to our boss, uh, beautiful boss, Miss Spontaneous, uh, for allowing this uh, to take place uh, because, as you mentioned before, uh, this is something that is well needed. Um, this, 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 is not a, this is definitely not going to be a last discussion. You know, and I understand this is definitely the third in our series, uh, the final probably maybe for the year. I'm not sure, but I'm kind of pushing for maybe another. We'll see. I don't know because we – oh, the, the things we've seen in the news, the things we've seen in the news. Um, but I must, must at this moment introduce, if, if I may, uh, a brother who has done outstanding things uh, in the community, uh, mm -hmm. legendary artist himself, uh, uh, powerful in the west coast uh and, and one thing i've i've loved was documentary that he's done on homelessness this is definitely a documentary you must see uh, on youtube and i would hopefully he will uh talk just a piece about that uh about his accomplishments but i must welcome a brother that has definitely been on the show once before 
And mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure the audience knows who we are talking about. Mr. Romeo Holloway, how are you doing, sir? Yes, sir. I'm good. I'm good. Uh, I'm good. Um, yeah. I want to say the same thing. I want to I want to go ahead and iterate the same thing that you guys said. I want to thank Spawn for even having me. I want to thank you guys for having me. And I really enjoy it. Um, and I'm here. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. Now, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say you, we don't need any more. It's like it's like that horse bucket out the gate. It's like we're all prepped. Yeah, no, right. We are ready, and we are uh, <laughs> more than uh, ready to talk about the topics at hand. And I, I guess to start this off, because to make sure that for those who don't know, and I don't know why you wouldn't know, uh, Romeo is joining us tonight from Los Angeles, and of course, I always say I I, I always like to say I represent Chi Town. And I know mm-hmm. FXA, he represents, you know, where he's at. And I'm going to actually say this, and I, I hope that I am okay with this, but Romeo represents the Shaw. Am I, am I correct? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Can I go. say the Shaw? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know here in Chi-Town we say the Shy, and some people like it, don't like it, but I know you represent the Shaw. For those who don't know about Crenshaw, Read your history on it, and it is a mecca. I'm actually going to say a mecca of thought-provoking people who have come from there, yourself included, who have made us think differently. And among those is one of the people who we've mentioned quite a few times uh, throughout these shows, and that's Nipsey Hussle. And I know that you knew Nipsey. and with everything that has happened in the last year, I don't really think that there's been – I mean, there's been some candid discussions about things that have happened since that day. But you were around that day and in the days following. Could you kind of shed some light on us, you know, as to the type of person Nipsey was, things that have happened that day and things that have happened since, and how that area is recovering from that? Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Um so, I mean, just to, just to kind of talk about the person, the person Nipsey was, and not the artist. He was just, he was somebody for the people. He was somebody for the neighborhood, and he was somebody that really wanted to see a change in our neighborhood. Um, outside of the enlightenment of him being a, a artist and having a clothing company and just being like an activist about his people, but he was like a, he was a real person about the people from our neighborhood. Um. With the events that happened, it was uh, it was different emotions. I'll say it was different emotions. The first, when we, when not 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 we personally. I say I just say me. When I heard about it, when I heard he got shot, I already I got a phone call that said Nipsey Hussle got shot, and that was maybe like about mm. twenty minutes after he got shot. Mm. Mm-hmm. I I wouldn't I couldn't I didn't believe it. And then a lot of people in the neighborhood didn't believe it. So it started off with just the center of the neighborhood where everybody just wanted to see what really, really happened. And then that's where it just started from that point. Um, And then we all thought that he got shot and he was going to survive. Wow. Uh, It was, like, okay, so after he got shot, it was probably like about two hours before we knew personally that he actually died. Um, the world didn't know for maybe hours or maybe like the next morning, but we, we knew because my cousin, my cousin's wife 
worked at the hospital where he actually entered the hospital. And when he entered the hospital, he was pronounced dead right when he came in. And that's what people didn't really understand. Mm. No, because that wasn't given to the public. So the first, the first emotion was shock. And then we just, you know, everybody gathered up, everybody went to the neighborhood, everybody went to the store. Then after that emotion, it was when we found out who did it and how it happened, then it was an upset feeling in Los Angeles. Wow. It's known for artists, when when they become to a certain statue, it's known for artists to leave the neighborhood because of the the surroundings and things that happen in your neighborhood. Like, there's only a certain amount of people that can stay in the neighborhood with a lot of money and a lot of, uh, like, a lot of voice (laughs) and a lot of representation. You know what I'm saying? There you go. Yep. Yep. Like, like, it, like, you okay? Like, if you become a carpenter and, and you end up really, really good at carpentry, and you make a lot of money, you can stay in the neighborhood. Nobody, you're not a threat. But once you, once you're this this person and you're in the neighborhood, you're a threat. And to, to know that it's somebody that was so close to him, somebody from his neighborhood, somebody from his gang that actually did it. That that's when that's when the neighborhood got mad. And then it was a lot of it was a lot of. Uh, how can I say it, man? That's just hard. It was a lot of uh, tension, mm-hmm. and it was a lot of because our, our our neighborhoods are surrounded around rivalry gangs, so it was a lot of tension. But when they found out that it was somebody actually from his neighborhood, the tension kind of died out a little bit because it was one of his friends. It was like somebody he knew, like you know what I'm saying. Not not really close. I can't say a friend that was close or something like that, but it was one of his friends. It was somebody that he knew from his neighborhood. Yeah, and that's when it was it was like so many emotions. Like when we found out that, and everybody was trying to go at like go at the people from the neighborhood, and then it, it was like a cease. Like it had to stop. So within like two days, that's when the truth happened. And then they mm. did it. they did the truth with all the neighborhoods and the surrounding and the surrounding neighborhoods. So all the rivalry gangs, like like that's how it started. All the surround all the surrounding gangs. And all the surrounding gang members. It started off with the OGs, and it went all and it went all the way down to like the YGs. OGs, original gangsters. YGs are the young gangsters. So it started off with that, and it was just it wasn't about representing the gang. It wasn't about representing the neighborhood. It was about representing what he did. Mhm. Mhm. And who he was. Mm-hmm. And everybody wants to be like that. It, it doesn't matter if you're from a rival gang or anything like that. But everybody wants to, like, they gang bang, but everybody wants to still, like, have a good day. Everybody still wants to go see a brother at the store and not have to worry about watching their back and not have to worry about getting shot or shooting somebody. Right. So that's, right. that's, when the, that's when the truth happened. And it was a lot of, like, I'm saying it was so many mixed emotions because it was still the truth, but it was still, like, people that – have problems with each other for years and years and years now facing each other. And for, for it to be a ceasefire, for it to be a, a um, I wouldn't say it was all love, but it was love. It was no problems. It was people that would, that you would never see interact with each other, starting to interact with each other. And we've never seen that. Like, like um, I was mentioning before uh, with you guys, the only time we've seen that is when we had the watch riots, which was years and years and years ago before the games was really fully, fully, fully blown. 
And then after mm-hmm. that, it was the uh, Rodney King riot. So the only times we really seen that was with, with, with a riot. We never seen that because of one person. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And the, the truth, the truth was good. Like, like I, I wouldn't deny that the truth was good, but me being from Los Angeles and being from these neighborhoods, um, it just didn't last. So right now, like it's still people that still cool, but it just didn't last. Right. And it's, it's certain reasons why it didn't last, but it's, it's just now they're back to the tension again. So it's like all the mixed emotions and then people don't really know how to act and how to feel about it. You know what I'm saying? So, it, it was a lot. It was a lot. I was there for. Uh, I, I went to the. I went to uh, the marathon store right after he got. Right after he got killed, maybe like about two hours after he got killed. Um, and then every day, like every day, I was just there. I couldn't leave. Like I had to work. I'm doing. I'm. I'm writing a movie. I'm. I'm doing hella shit in my life, but I just could not right. leave this area. So I had to take right. like I had to take really like seven days off. <laughs> Wow, I mean, I, yeah, I understand with with something like that, you know, especially you know how Nipsey Hussle has definitely touched a lot of people, you know, as well as Tupac, you know. I mean, with Nipsey Hussle, I mean, I mean, even a lot of uh, a lot of the celebrities took it to heart because I know Russell Wilson, uh, I'm sorry, not Wilson, excuse me, Russell Westbrook, uh, you know, point guard of the Thunder now with the Houston Rockets, um, you know, I mean, he, I mean, you could, and I mean, you saw the emotions in his face, you know, when when he got word yeah, that he had yeah. had died, you know. As well as uh, yeah. you know, and just watching the game today, and I got saw a tweet. Uh, thank you, Miss Vaughn, for for this one. Uh, Deshaun Jackson, uh, Compton native, uh, he was wearing uh, Nipsey Hussle uh, cleats uh, today, and yeah. maybe I don't know, maybe that kind of helped him a little bit. I don't know, <laughs> but you know, but you know, but it, but to see that that impact that he had, you know, especially with a lot of a lot of you know uh, youngsters, uh, even even with older folks, you know, the things that the you know the things that he's done. So, you know, like you said, with the tensions that's happened and to know that somebody within uh, that group that knew him, you know, to, to, to kill him like that, I mean, it, it, it just, it just, it's like, wow, you know. But, but mentioning that as well as Tupac, uh, and I know uh, 30 million uh, fans would like to know this one. Um, how did you come to know uh, our beautiful boss, Miss Spontaneous, uh, the, the uh, uh, the, uh, the, the the young female entertainer that was managed by Tupac. Like, how did you come to know her? Uh, okay, so I had my brother was a road manager of a group, which was Ice T's group. And at mm-hmm. the time, the group the group was named Raw Breed, and they were signed to Warner Brothers. And then Warner Brothers had a compound in a place called Canyon Country out here on the West Coast. It's maybe like about an hour or so outside of LA. So they came to me. I was a youngster at that time. They came to me, and I had just, that's when I ended up off the road. I was on the road with Thug Life, and I did a West Coast okay. tour with Thug Life. And then right after that, um, my brother ended up a road manager for a group, like the group Raw Breed. So I was kind of like a go-to person at that time for somebody to go to and be able to be, you know, be able to go to Crenshaw, be able to go to the Sloss and Swap Me, be able to go to certain things. So they would come to me, and then I would take them to through the city. And then they just they took a liking of me, and then I ended up staying at their compound in uh, Canyon Country. Mm-hmm. And Spontaneous was also one of the artists at this compound. So we met at this compound in Canyon Country. And that's basically how we met. Hey, all right. 
All right. <laughs> so it's, <laughs> there's a lot of connections there. So we got Nipsey, I would say, Tupac. I, would, I, so, I think that yeah. would be. I think that would be almost twenty some years ago. Well, it's it's wait, okay. Twenty four years ago. Wow. Mm. Mm. Time does fly. And uh it does. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> but that's what right. and as Rex just said, you know, you think of the history of you know, all of those names, all of those people, all of those places. When you look back at that, do you wish I mean I don't know, you know, at that point if you're really thinking about, hey, you know, twenty four, twenty five years from now, they're still gonna be talking about the people I'm involved with. Did you think yeah. about that then, or did you just think, hey, you know, we're on the ground level or something, and you don't know where it's going to go? I mean, you to be involved with that, you know, history in itself. Uh, what were you I, thinking back then? Some people, some people that you meet in your life, you already know it's going to be something that's not a short-term thing. You don't think about it being long, long-term, but you, you have a feeling about this person where you don't even think it's long-term or short-term. You understand what I'm saying? Right. So when with me and Spawn, like, we never thought it would be short-term or long-term. It was just like a connection. When you have a certain mm-hmm. connection with somebody, that's forever. That's, a, that's and true. And then me and Spawn had a connection. Like, we have a connection that's going to be forever. It doesn't, like, the time length and anything like that, it's like she has a certain spirit about her. And I, mm-hmm. I, I, I was, like, attracted to that spirit. And we're gonna. That's yeah. like almost like the, the thing that you guys encountered. I think that's almost like another uh, hour or two hour show for another time because I'm just interested. Yeah. Oh, it really, it really is. But she would have to be. I would have to like the boss got to be here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll have to be here for that I one. Just, I can't just talk without her talking. So the boss got to be here. Now, I wouldn't exactly. mind, but the boss got to be here. <laughs> exactly. Right. <laughs> To uh, follow up with you on, on something that you had just discussed, and, and that was in regards to things that had kind of happened after Nipsey's death and pretty much how uh, people who hadn't even bonded together came together, but then mm-hmm. it kind of apart. It seems so often, and in different situations, whether you know it is in something that's highlighted, such as Nipsey's death, or in other things that we have seen, you know, that was a result of either violence or misunderstanding where you have people who you never would have thought march together, come together, and then Mm -hmm. it paints so quickly. Why do you think that there's no spark? Because I would think that something like that would not only upset, you know, everyone, but there would be some type of sense of urgency to avoid another topic like or another thing like that happening again. Why do you think, I guess in your opinion, and, and I'm also kind of interested tonight since this is a roundtable discussion after Romeo gives his opinion even with FX, why do you think that there's that there's none of that continuance that I guess not an anger, but I guess more of like enough's enough. We're fed up. Because I mean you see it so often with violence in the streets and it, it doesn't have to be, you know, a celebrity, but with this, anything. Because here in Chicago you see uh, murders occur constantly, and people mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. set up about it for 10 minutes, and then they become numb to it, and then it stops until something else happens again. Why isn't it a continuous upset or people coming together, do you think? 
Um, it's a, it's a couple things that I look at, especially after witnessing this. Um, and then I want to like first off, I want to say because it happened out here. Like the only reason it really happened out here is because he never left the neighborhood. His love was so deep in the neighborhood. When I say neighborhood, it's the hood. It's not just sixties. Mm-hmm. It's not just Los Angeles. It's not just Compton. It's hood people. People that's from these ghettos, you understand what I'm saying? There's right. not really other like you can't really name any other rapper or any other entertainer that really just stayed and stuck to the soil and never right. Left. Right. And then that's one reason. That's one reason where we kind of get taught to leave because something like that tragic can happen. But then you got to think: is it is it is it over us? Is it God's plan? It's like so many questions. You understand what I'm saying? Um, mm-hmm. Like when, like, like YG when he spoke. Like I was there when he spoke, and he was just like, I don't understand it because it's he's he's like he's he's a blood. He was Nipsey Hussle like like that's one of his best friends, right. and he represents Compton, but he's not in Compton every day. Right. So it's hard to target somebody. That where you can't catch them. Nipsey Hussle was in the neighborhood, man. So it's like like Cube couldn't do it because he left the neighborhood. He represents the neighborhood, but he left the neighborhood. DJ Quick, you can go to the game. He's not in Compton. There's no way right. you're going to roll down the street in Compton and see the game. Do you understand what I'm saying? And then you yeah. can go to East Coast rappers. Like, they're not right there where they represent. And then that's a it's like a, it's like a plus and a minus because – you want to see somebody that does that, but then mm-hmm. if something like this happens, you don't want to see them there because you believe in them. You understand what I'm saying? Exactly. Oh, yeah. I got so, it. Because I know yeah. sometimes here in Chicago, we always used to say when things occur, well, why doesn't Kanye come back and do this? Or why doesn't, you know, Common come back and do that? And it's kind of like, I understand why, you know, they'll come in and they'll come through. But I get it as to the whole thing of, you know, really becoming entrenched in where you're at but i do get that so yeah wow i'm like and then i'm a product of it i left the neighborhood hmm. like i'm a i'm a full-blown product of it i'm from right there i'm from crenshaw 43rd 10 blocks away from nip and all that like i'm from the neighborhood and from the soil and i made a certain kind of impact on the soil but mm-hmm. if i would have stayed there in my prime and with what i was doing seeing the people that was hating on me and the people that was, like, targeting me that was, like, my friends before I had something going on, I would have probably ended up having to do something to somebody, somebody doing something to me or have a, have a, a, a question mark in my head about I might go to jail. Do you understand what I'm saying? So the, right. my, thinking right. was, yeah. my thinking process was to get the fuck out of there. <laughs> and that's a smart move. That's a, that, that's a yeah, that's, that's a smart exactly. move. Yeah. When you look at this situation, okay, I just tell you honestly, and I like, you know what I'm saying? Like, people not really going to be honest about this shit, but he should have never been there that day. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if he was there, he should have had police patrol. He should have had people around. He should have never been that fucking comfortable right there. Excuse right. my language. Yeah, but just, he should have never yeah. been that comfortable, bro. And that's where yeah. that's where the anger comes from with like people like myself. So yeah. now to go now to go with your question, your question one of the reasons is because of ignorance, because it's 
you're dealing with neighborhoods, you're dealing with ghetto, you're dealing with drug infested, you're dealing with gang banging, you're dealing with like other kind of elements, so it's ignorance in a neighborhood. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And some people don't some people like we we talk about it like, yeah, you know, it should have never happened. So, but some people in my neighborhood, like, fuck that. That shit should have happened. And it's just how they think and it's ignorance. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'll, and I'll definitely add a piece to that as well. You know, it looks like it's ignorance as well as a bit of jealousy as well. Uh, yeah. Because, yeah. you know, yeah, when, when you, when you, yeah, yeah you know, yeah, because you see, you see, like, you know, okay, we, you know, dealing with Nip- Nipsey Hustle the things that he's accomplished and that he's done. And like you said, you got haters that's watching and they're lurking. They're lurking. And they're saying like, okay, well, I see what he's doing. I'm seeing what he's doing. It's always one of these questions. It's like, okay, well, why is why is he not giving me, you know, this, that, and the third, you know, he's part of the group that, you know, he's part of the hood. He's, you know, he's from my hood. Like, why is he not giving it to me? You know? And then you got some, it's like, you know, I ain't going nowhere. I'm I'm in a dead end, so I'm gonna bring somebody down with me. So I'm gonna try to bring the the the, the biggest top dog I can find. You know, yeah. and and it just goes into that mindset. You know, and yeah. and like you said, when it when you know dealing with that ignorance, it's like okay, my thing is, you see somebody doing something great in your community. My thing is, why not try to emulate, or maybe talk to them to say, hey, I'm trying to do certain things. Can you give me some tips or pointers? to maybe get to the direction that you're going in or maybe take it, you know, to a different step that, you know, it's like, you know, but of course it has to come from within. And I think that's, that's another yeah. thing that, that, you know, that we have to look at. It's like, it has to come from within. You got to want to do better and want to help, you know, your, your fellow man or, or fellow, fellow, fellow woman, you know, so it, it, then, it's, it's a lot it, of combinations. Yeah. So just on that. So, this is what you got to think of, the plus and the negative. So on the plus side, the people that want to do that and the people that did look at that, like ourselves, we are mm-hmm. emulating that. We Like, we are doing that. So he sparked those people. You understand what I'm saying? He can't spark everybody mm-hmm. in the world. <laughs> right, right, so right, right, right. <laughs> like, he did spark us. Like, like, he did do that for us. You understand what I'm saying? So it's just, that's why I said the ignorance of everything that come with the, the mind state of somebody that's in our neighborhoods. You understand what I'm saying? So outside of that, like, the other thing, it was two things. It was that, and we don't have leaders. Like, everybody got an OG or somebody that got their pops. Some people don't have their pops. Some people listen to street right. corner niggas. But we don't have leaders. You understand right. what I'm saying? So he was trying to, he was trying to be a leader. And then you look right. at Tupac. He was trying to be a leader. All of our leaders leader. get yep. killed. Yep. Do you understand? But yep. They get killed, though. Like, killed. Right. And then that message is over. Mm-hmm. I want to so hold on to that. If the message for just, is over, it's hard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I want to hold on to that thought for just a second. <laughs> I just want to do a quick uh, station identification here for everybody that's listening here on Blog Talk Radio. Yes. You're listening to a PLM radio exclusive live from Chicago tonight. LeVar, along with DJ FX, with our guest, Mr. Romeo Holloway, and getting back to, and I'm glad that you mentioned that, about leaders, because it seems that when there was a time that we had leaders, there was a lot more, it seemed, and I I wasn't around uh, to, I guess, show my age, I wasn't around in the 60s during the, uh, really the the true height of uh, the civil rights movement, but when we had leaders, it seemed that everyone had a sense of 
pride and they listen to those leaders. Do you mm-hmm. yourself, do you see anyone out here? Because Nipsey had the one thing that was about him that I think people miss so much was his voice. Because when he spoke, even if you hadn't heard his song before, or even if you, you know, had never really heard of Nipsey Hussle and you were seeing something for the first time, you listened to it and you respected it because he was trying to tell people to wake up and to actually see things. If And I'm putting the emphasis on actually see things. And, yeah. you know, the true marks of, I guess, of a great leader is someone who's actually able to arouse your thinking sense. Do you see anyone out there that, can carry that mantle, or do you think right now it's kind of blowing in the wind where we really don't have anybody that has that voice? Uh, to be honest, I see a lot of people that can carry that, but I, I don't think that they trust themselves to do it. I don't think that they have that power to go against every grain to do something like that, especially when they have money. Mm-hmm. And, and I just think it's more of selfishness. Like, you know, you understand what I'm saying? Like, we do have that. We have people that can step up and change this whole shit around. And I see it. Like, you see it in, you see it in certain people, you understand what I'm saying, that have, that have a, basically a certain, it's a certain amount of income now. Before, it was like a certain kind of mark, it was a certain right. kind of voice, a certain kind of speech, because we didn't have nothing as people. You understand right. what I'm saying? So now that we have something, it's kind of like a money kind of thing. But I don't, I don't think that people believe in themselves to be that. I think that he really believed in himself to do that. I think Tupac believed in himself to do that. And then they come a dime a dozen, you know what I'm saying? But these are two people that we're talking about that's in the music industry, that's dealing with a certain kind of element, that has a certain kind of money, that's dealing, you know, it's different than a Mal, like a Malcolm X and Martin Luther King. They was not in this industry, in, in, a, yeah. in any kind of industry. You understand what I'm saying? Right. It was strictly right. about a movement. So it has to take, like, you know, and then, like, I would say, okay, so we look at Louis Farrakhan would was, was, was be after that, after that kind of movement. You understand what I'm saying? But it's a certain kind of side that he picked, so it's not a movement. You know, it's not for me. Right, right. Like, right. do you understand what I'm talking about? And I don't, mm-hmm. like, you hate me or not hate me, but that's not my movement. <laughs> I'm a movement right. about everybody and everything. You understand what I'm saying? So that's what right. I've seen in Nip. That's what I've seen in Tupac. But they're in this industry where it's a, it's like a devil game. You understand what I'm saying? That's why it's like mm-hmm. a young, they die young without being able to really do what they can do for us. And we right, right, right. It, it's it was it was definitely a shame, um, you know, because I'm remembering now in uh, an old interview that Nipsey Hussle did. This is when oh he was a, he was a teenager just getting into the game, and the things he was mentioning then, and I'm pretty sure he had to be no more than maybe 20 or 21. And I'm pretty I'm pretty sure he probably was around 19, but he was talking about investments. And, he was actually 18 and, years old. Like eight, yeah, okay, there we go. Now. Eight, yeah. Yep, eighteen yeah. years old. So we, so he, yeah. so he's at, so he's, so we talking about somebody who's, like, you know, young in the game. You know, just got out of high school and already talking about investments, and you know, knowing how to do certain things and you know how to get your stuff in order. You know, so that way when you grow older, you have things you can fall back on. And Tupac was the same way. You know, and these these were young brothers that had that vision at an early early age. They had that yeah. vision, 
And like you said, you know that just you know that light was just extin- extinguished too soon. And yeah. and we and, and and I agree with you. We we do have those out here, you know, especially here in the DMV. There's there's certain people around here where it's like you know I'm hearing the voices. I'm hearing them say, "Hey, push forward, push forward." But then, like you said, they they feel they don't have that power. They feel like they don't have that will. It's like you see it. It's like I want to do it. I I see what has to be done, but do I have the backing? Do I even have the thought? Do I have the knowledge? You know, it's that self doubt. And yeah. you know, and then, they start. You know they do, yeah. They just they do it for the intermediate folks. That's mm-hmm. why they feel they, they like it's the intermediate folks. You understand what I'm saying? It's not the world. It's just they. This this the people that's around them. They'll do it for them. Mhm. 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 You know, so it's it's. It's it's definitely a work in progress, you know, and and I hope that we do uh, come there. You know, does come a day where all of us, you know, we say, hey, you know, truly enough is enough. We need to really do better as human beings. You know, like forget the race, forget you know whatever that you know that that we hung up on. It's like the, the biggest race that's most important is the human race. That's just number one. And we all, you know, we really just need to come together and be like, hey, you know, you know, let's bring the young people, let's bring the old folks, you know, say, hey, this is this is what we're trying to do because, you know, it, it, nothing nothing good can happen unless we put our minds to it. Simple as that. Exactly. And, exactly. That's that's good. Yes, sir. And, and, and Romeo, I wanted to get your uh, thoughts on this too because you know, with the topic at hand here and us talking about a better 2020. And we mean it all around the board here, and especially we talk about our different communities, the DMV here in Chicago, and for those listening, you know, in other areas that are also affected by violence, in your opinion, and you've seen a bit of it out there too in Los Angeles, especially in Crenshaw, every time this comes up, you get opinions from everyone on how to best tackle this issue of violence that is I call it a plague because it's something that's definitely plaguing our communities and it's it's hard to stop right now in your opinion what is the best way that we can and I know it's not like a blanket situation overnight where we're going to just stop everything but what are some good ways that we can start and eventually build up to having less of an issue or even less I'd like to do less shows on this But what is the best way to stop that in our communities that you think, or even like in your community of French office, they told you, you know, for a week that you were going to be in charge. What would you do? It starts with the youth. All right. So it's automatically making the youth feel like they're proud of whatever they can do. It starts with the youth. It doesn't matter what they try to do in their life, but it starts with the youth. Men is men. Men have to come together, and men have to not only just be fathers and, you know, just the whole spill of, you know what I'm saying, that, but men have to be fathers for people, kids, if not their kids. You know what I'm saying? It's up to men to step up with the youth. And then after that, it's each one teach one. You're not going to save the world. You know what I'm saying? But you can save the kinds that you mentioned before that want help. So if you have if you have a gang of youngsters that won't help, and all they see is what what's in the hood, and they're not getting that help that they want, then they're gonna do what they want to do. 
and it turns into something that can be detrimental. That like it starts with the youth. You see it, it starts with young. It yeah. starts with young. Like you see the people being like like our greatest that got killed got killed by youth. You understand what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> like it starts right. with right. these kids. And I would say if and it went it, like I have control over a certain amount of youth. Like, you know what I'm saying? My son my son is my son is doing his thing, and then his best friend is actually my son because I took him in, so that's my son. And mm-hmm. then all of their friends, I I build a studio for them. I stop I stop going to a studio and building my own shit so they can have somewhere to be productive, and that's what they want to do. You know what I'm saying? If they want to do anything else, then I'm going to support that, and I'm going to talk about the do's and don'ts, but I'm going to be on their their level to where I'm not at a point where. I'm telling them what to do. You understand what I'm saying? But it starts with the youth. Mm-hmm. I, would, I would start with the youth. All right. Hey, there you, yeah. Yeah. That, that's a good plan. Uh, but one thing I definitely want to ask, um, and, you know, you, you definitely mentioned the youth and uh, the things that have been going on. And and I know that you are an accomplished writer, accomplished uh, 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 director, and, and, and you're doing a lot of great things. And I've always wanted to ask uh, – uh, are there? Will thank you be doing you. Uh, any more? Oh, no problem, no problem. I got definitely got to give credit where credit is due. Um, but I must ask you: uh, do, do you have any documentaries uh, coming out where you may be highlighting uh, some of the, uh, the the events that are taking place? Where it's like, yo, we 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 really got to see what's happening. Because uh, I know you, like I said, I've definitely mentioned uh, about you when you're doing uh, documentaries on homelessness and how you highlighted that. Great piece, like I said. If anybody, if you if you check, if you're on YouTube, you gotta check this out. Great piece. It, you know, it's, it's definitely an eye opener. But I would love to know: Do you have other projects uh, in the works where you're going to be highlighting uh, other things that are plaguing our neighborhoods and communities? Um, you may like the answer. You may not like the answer. But nah, I'm not <laughs> highlighting what I'm doing. Nah, I, I, I wouldn't even do that. Right. It has to, like, what what I feel and how I'm helping. The, like, I'm like, if you understand the world, we'll talk later on about that. But the kids that I'm helping, and it's like, like I said, mm-hmm. it's each one teach one. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So, yeah, we wouldn't highlight that. It'd just be real and do it. You understand what I'm saying? I highlight what I'm doing on my personal journey, which is one to help somebody else. And that's when you see okay. the homeless. Like, I want to help people that don't feel that they can get help outside of what I'm trying to do with the youngsters. You understand what I'm saying? So my whole mm-hmm. world, is, mm-hmm. it's, all, it's all a circle because I do want to help the world, and I'm trying to help my little world of what I see. Um, right now, as we're talking, I have to hurry up and drive and get here and park, but I'm at Venice Beach where I started my homeless show, and then I'm going to go feed and help a couple people tonight. Mm-hmm. So this is mm-hmm. a, like if you can if you can FaceTime me, you'll see I'm right here parked at the beach where I started, and it's homeless people over here, and not like not like full blown help. And I'm gonna give a couple people a dollar. I'm gonna give a couple people a couple cigarettes. I'm gonna talk to a couple people, but it's an ongoing thing. So it's not just about what you highlight. You know what I'm saying? It's just a, right. it's like this is my life. Right. Right. Right, and that's and that's good. I mean, you're definitely doing your part, you know, and 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 more and more people should be doing that, you know, where they yeah. take time out of their schedule and say, hey, you know, let's 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 help somebody who's less fortunate, you know, and and understand, you know, in in this in this day and age with social media and 
and things like that, where a lot of times you see people put stuff up there on Twitter and they, you know, try to see how many likes they get, you know. But like you said, it's it should be more of well, like well, let me let me help this person. Let me not really worry about, you know, like okay, if I'm getting all these accolades or you know whatever people may you know some people may feel, um, but you know it should be like you know what, let me help this person. Let me say hey. You know, let me let me do this because you know, again, I'm helping another human being. You know, let me help them. Yeah. You know, to feel fully human. You know, is is yeah. what we should be yeah. striving for, and and that's what yeah. it should be. You know, so again, you know, I definitely applaud you for that. That you know, that's that's definitely commendable. Uh, again, more people should do that, and you know, I I, I applaud you. I applaud you. I, I really do. Look. That's yeah, man, that, that's phenomenal. Yeah. Wow. And. Uh, of course, uh, where and, and FX talked about the great documentaries. If you could just let all of the people out there know where exactly we can follow you on social media. Um, Instagram is Romeo nine thousand eight, and that's nine zero 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 eight. Um, Twitter is uh, Romeo Holloway. Romeo Don Holloway, or you can add me. And then um, my Facebook would either be Terrence L. Z. Holloway, which is my real name, or Romeo Holloway. You can go to both of them. Um, if you want to actually check out the Homeless Show, just go on YouTube and YouTube I'm Homeless, Romeo Holloway, and the show will pop up. And, I, and I've got to tell you. Art, and, art, art, the, la- the last thing, or just Google Romeo Holloway. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> he is all over. That will make it easier for everyone. He is find out you get all over it. And also, uh, we will have links to everything that he is doing as well. I mean, I, yes. I think I took a look at like everything that you've done and everything that you're doing, and you've got to be one of the busiest people that I know. <laughs> yeah, but I guess. Look, and then look. So the last thing, if you guys want to laugh. Go to nine thousand eight nine zero 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 eight E N T on YouTube and you'll see all my short films. So you'll see some short films. I'm doing comedy short films also. So you can check all those out. You'll get everybody from the neighborhood, everybody from Crenshaw, everybody like all the people from the neighborhood are in all my short films. So and then that's one thing I try to just give everybody a chance to just get their thing off. So that's another thing I do on the side. Um oh, I just now up. got signed. Yeah, I just got signed to yeah. Glistening Productions. Yeah, so I was actually, about to ask you about that. Put that out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm signed to Glistening Productions now as a, develop, a developer, director, and writer. Well, if you do need a couple of actors, uh, I know, uh, probably <laughs> you know FX might be uh, looking as well. So uh, we're out in California. Hey, I'll be an extra. I'll be an extra. Oh, yeah, That's how yeah. Robert De Niro got started. Yeah, I don't know if a lot of people know that. Yeah. That's how Robert De Niro got started. He was an extra. That's how he got started. Yeah. So hey, I'll 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 I'll, I'll, be, <laughs> I'll be an extra. Let me know. I, I, I can be. I, I can be. I used to do I, it. I can be laid out on the street. <laughs> yeah, I used to do it. <laughs> but definitely, you know, I, I can't thank you enough for coming on. I, I tell people, you know, I remember shows that we do, and, you know, you were so gracious to uh, come on the last show with me, and every time, you know, I, it, it's easier for me because I know when I got my PLM fam here and I have you here, you know, 
I could sit back and listen to you guys probably for another few hours and give your thoughts on a topic that is very serious and very, at the same time, something that's needed. And like I said, I don't want to talk about this topic that much longer, and I hope there is a time where we never have to talk about violence in our communities. Uh, one can wish. Or, you know, we right. talk more about things that we can build on in our communities instead of tearing it down by ways of violence. And uh, I know probably for you gentlemen, too, I know that in your uh, thoughts and in your hopes and dreams that that's the same thing. Yes, sir. Yes, yeah. sir. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. This, this is, yeah. And it, it wouldn't yeah. even only be a perfect world. That would just be a world that, that we like. You know what I'm saying? That would be mm-hmm. a world I, I like. I, I like I like that world. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah we we want to search for that. Like I would love to search for that. Yeah. Well, well I, I would say let's one, get hopefully, it. Hopefully yeah. one day we can have that. Like hopefully one day we can have it. Like you know what I'm saying? I don't say that much. Like we can dream and hope. <laughs> <laughs> right. Hey, well, we I, I would say hopefully you know for we say for a better 2020, and we do hope that yes. it is a 2020 for all of us involved. And Romeo, thank you so much for in. You know, engaging us, especially on things that, you know, I've learned tonight. And, uh, you know, God bless you with all the work you've done. And uh, we will definitely be on the lookout for anything new. And, of course, you'll grace us with your presence again, you know, once those projects are coming around and we can talk about it again. Yep. This is his third time. I don't know if people know that. This is his third time (laughs) with us. This is his third time. So, uh, yeah, because, again, you was with us uh, for a roundtable discussion in December of last year, so PLM uh, DMV area as well as PLM in Chicago. This is the second time on the show here, so so you're not a stranger. <laughs> you are not a stranger. <laughs> and I want, of course, uh, special thanks again, yeah, okay. FX. Yeah, Couldn't have done this without you. Thank you so much, sir, and uh, glad to have you aboard once again. Yeah, I want to well, thank you, thanks. brothers. Man. I want to I want to thank you, brothers. Like you know, what I'm saying you guys need it too. Like I want to thank you guys for what for like everything you're doing. Not even whatever, like everything you're doing. Like you know, what I'm saying. So I want to thank you guys too, and that needs to be said also. Well, you well we thank in. you and thank you, and I'd like to thank you, Mr. Levi Evans, for having me a part. And again, thank you again, Mr. Romeo Holloway, a true legend in the game. Thank you both, brothers, for for allowing me to be a part of the fun tonight. Yes, sir. And, of course, also a special thanks to our boss, Spontaneous. We cannot uh, thank her enough, and this ultimate. does not happen without her. And That's uh, right. Our season one. Spontaneous <laughs> is the one. My thanks to all of you for listening. Special treat tonight. I know we did it last show. We will do it again tonight's show. Uh, the wonderful mix that you heard at the beginning of the show, we will now play mm-hmm. in its entirety. So... I know before Romeo goes and do what he has to do, he might rock out in his car to this, but I know wherever you're at, I know hopefully you will enjoy rocking out to it as well. But once again, thanks so much for joining us here on this special PLM radio exclusive from PLM Chicago. I'm LeVar. Good night, and thanks for listening. Peace. Yay, yay. Mm. It's me, spontaneous. As I look at the world, 
it's beautiful. But what's been going on within the last few years has been extremely disturbing to me, especially in my country of the USA. I just want to thank all the amazing people worldwide who do great and amazing things for this planet and for people. Millions of people will hear today my radio show. Some of the most amazing men will be the guests speaking on what's happening in their communities and how we can make the future better without smacking the shit out of player haters and people who envy great people who've been making a difference in this world. Hawk, rest in peace. I miss you, baby. Nixie, rest in peace. Two real kings. We love you always. Thug life forever. PLM baby forever.
a nigga smart and there's nothing much you can say now. I'm so accustomed to sucking niggas I hate now. I poke a face when they touch them, my niggas play foul. It ain't no rules, cause these niggas threw the rules away. If I could pick a place in time, I would choose today. See, I'm the type of nigga die for his jewelry. Gang related homicide is what the news will say. Playing with my reputation ain't amusing, mate. Playing with a nigga patience, who are you to say? Short temper, fuck it, I'ma blow a fuse today. And when I lose my mind, I'ma shoot a face. I seen him get away with murder cause he knew the way. Killed the nigga, went to trial, then he beat the case. So what type of example do it set, nigga? Play with mine, you can fucking get wet, nigga. Yes, nigga. Over here driving down Slauson, man. Driving down Slauson, four in the morning, man. Cause I can't sleep behind what happened in this, man. Why niggas do the homie like that, man? At his own motherfucking stop. Take a ride to my block, my block. That's right. 
I'm definitely Nah, grind strenuous, cash out, continuous Mobile in the making, autonomous black businesses Broken culture that we all lost, niggas in Elevated innovation over ignorance I represent it, suburban tenant, five or less percentage Close curb, but the Mac 11 muzzle vintage Go flourish, double back and come and get your niggas Pass the power to your people, it ain't nothing really Face with this decision, it's a funny feeling Knowing when you tell the truth, they gon' come and kill you Knowing people need some proof, we ain't got the millions Stress the young nigga out, but I'm so resilient In Champagne, I the civics, they was taking pictures Young niggas front the builders, trying to make a living Always figured they was jealous, cause we made it quicker And never asked for no favors, nigga Got a lot of other shit like this, nigga I ain't even said it or wrote it. Yeah. Please God walk me. Grab I'm different. Nah. Grind cash out, continuous. Mogul in the making, autonomous black businesses. Broken culture that we all lost niggas in. Elevated innovation over ignorance. I represent it. Suburban tenant, five or less percentage. Close curve, but the Mac 11 muzzle vintage. Go flourish, double back and come and get your niggas. Pass the power to your people, it ain't nothing really. Face with this decision, it's a funny feeling. Knowing when you tell the truth, they gon' come and kill you. I suffered through the years, been so many Lord, I lost so many tears, and so many tears. Knowing people need some proof, we ain't got chameleons. Stress the young nigga out, but I'm so resilient. In Champagne, Honda Civics, they was taking pictures. Young niggas front the buildings, trying to make a living. Always figured they was jealous, cause we made it quicker. And never asked for no favors, nigga. Nah, real shit, you can mark my words. 85 colors, I'll make my swerve. I mean that shit. Cause these white folks see us, I don't care what y'all think. I don't care if you think you a lawyer, if you a man, if you a African American, if you whatever the fuck you think you are. We sound like a nigga to these motherfuckers. And until we lose the shit, I'm gonna call it for like it is. How you gonna be a man if we suck? And we have you looking up like five different houses ain't a man to either one of them motherfuckers. Out there, but I couldn't handle it. I could handle it. Another lesson learned Better know your friends Or else you will get burned Gotta count on me Cause I can guarantee That I'll be fine No
Mm-hmm. P-L-L, P-L-L, baby. baby.